Coming up this week on the Film Podcast. Yeah, so I think when they greenlit the idea, we we already wrote the script. My husband and I got very eager. And we were like, here's the script. This is what we want to do. And their first thing after they greenlit it was like, all right, we got to cut pages. There's too much. It's too expensive. We can't make this. So that was, you know, kind of a creative challenge of how do we take out some moments in this script and streamline it and save money, basically. We we're trying to save days because it was, I think originally it was, you know, over a week or two that we were going to have to be shooting and we ended up only getting five days, very packed five days. But it was actually good that we shot in five days because at the time the weather in Canada was so unpredictable. And I kind of feel like we got four seasons and five days of shooting. So there's a lot of VFX in here where there was snow when we shot. And then when we came back, it was all completely melted. So Netflix has an amazing NetFX VFX team and that I think if we didn't have that, there's some continuity issues, you know, a tough five days, but I think it all worked out the way it was supposed to be. You talk about all of those toys to play with. You're absolutely right. You never want to be using them for the the sake of using them. Often I will say with these podcasts, what did you shoot it on for all the geeks that, that are out there? But I'm actually really interested to know what you shot it on, what your lens package was, because this is a Netflix initiative. So how big was your crew? Uh, I think the crew was a regular size. You know, we basically had four grips, four electricians, set deck team going behind the scenes, dressing the sets, props people. Uh, it, it was a good size crew. It was it was not a what you typically think of as a short film crew where you had a couple people in each department. It was fairly laid out and it needed to be because there was a lot of logistics that needed to be overcome. And literally just moving from position to position uh, sometimes in those weather conditions could be a battle. We went into it pretty full bore. As you mentioned, it was a Netflix thing. So, you know, we wanted to shoot in 4K. We wanted to keep the resolution up high. So I did use uh, uh, the Alexa Mini LFs and I ended up using my normal lenses of choice, uh, Leica lenses, because they're fast. They're so good. Uh, a lot of a lot of DPs don't like sharpness. I like to start sharp. And if I want to, I'll degrade later. I don't want to start too soft because you have no place to go later. My lenses of choice are always the Leicas, but of course they couldn't at that point, uh, they didn't have a set of Leica lenses that would cover the full frame for the uh, Mini LF. I ended up using Zeiss Supremes. Uh, I'm kind of a prime lens guy. I don't really... I'll use zooms when I need to, but uh, in general, I just like the pristine look and the discipline that you need to have with a prime lens. And I just prefer working in primes. And I even do that in episodic. A lot of episodics will use short zooms a lot because, you know, the time element is always there. But for me still, even in episodic, it doesn't take much to change a lens. And I prefer just working with the pristine look of a prime lens. And we talked a lot about different references. I love The Tree of Life and Emmanuel Lubetsky's film. And Michael watched that. We did a lot of scouting. We really worked together and collaborated to make this film what it is. And he had some really amazing ideas that I didn't even think of sometimes. And he was like that amazing bridge shot, you know, with the crane coming around and then he's under the bridge. I knew we wanted to do that. I didn't think about using a crane and Michael working on bigger budget stuff. You know, it's like we have access to these things that we can use to achieve that. So he had that amazing idea and it turned out so well. I love the the neighbor talking to the Germans with the tank out the window. I mean, it just says everything, doesn't it? And where did you get the tank from? 
The amazing thing is our producer, Aaron Barnett, found it at a museum in Canada. And the tank was actually never scripted. So it's authentic German tank. And he texted me and was like, what do you think about if I could get you a tank? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> He's like, authentic German tank. And I was like, let's do it if we can afford it, you know? And, and Netflix gave us resources that were uh, nothing I've ever directed before. So... <laughs> 